This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Wishing you the happiest of holidays. This is the season to be married. This is Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Truth Hurts Program. Tuesday, November the 28th, 2023, as we close out this month of November, wondering how Joe Biden has managed to remain in power. He should have been impeached by now. He should have been kicked out of office under the 25th Amendment because he's not mentally capable. He should at least have been indicted on the multiple crimes for which he has been credibly accused and therefore the guy shouldn't be in office anymore. But perhaps we Americans should be thankful that he is still there instead of Camel Toe Harris, the disastrous excuse of a vice president. I'm going to buzz through headlines because there are just so many. I don't know that I'll have enough time to elaborate on many of them. So let's get started, shall we? Over 300 migrants move into the San Diego airport after the border city was hit by yet another influx of crossers. The UK Daily Mail reports that over 300 migrants have been crashing at the San Diego International Airport. Overnight stays by migrants have become common at the airport, but the numbers have drastically risen. Thanks, Joe Biden, for securing that border. We really appreciate it. The next headline provided by the publication State of the Union says the latest NBC polling shows President Joe Biden's lowest approval rating ever and 57% disapprove of him considerably. It indicates a shift in foreign policy approval, particularly at his mishandling of the Israeli-Hamas war. Sticking with the same publication, State of the Union, Andy Rodriguez penned an article entitled Open Borders Have Brought America to Its Knees. Can't argue with that, and we have open borders because of Joe Biden. Christopher Tremogli writes in the Washington Examiner an article entitled Plurality of Voters Give Biden a Poor Rating on Dealing with China. We all know that because Joe Biden has no balls. Back to the State of the Union publication, Andy Rodriguez was busy at the old keyboard writing the following article entitled South Carolina's Largest City Elects Republican Mayor After Overwhelmingly Going for Biden in 2020. The tide is shifting. The red wave is slowly coming in, or at least the red tide. Claire O'Hare writes, Biden administration is sending billions in taxpayer funds to fix what he calls racist roads. The Senate Commerce Committee Republicans are concerned about the Biden administration's use of taxpayer funds for woke initiatives in infrastructure projects. They argue that the current Biden Department of Transportation is prioritizing what they call equity and climate change over the traditional infrastructure needs. This is tied to grant programs worth billions of tax dollars. The memo stated, Billions upon billions of taxpayer dollars meant for infrastructure projects are tied to woke initiatives that are more focused on dismantling America's infrastructure in the name of equity and climate change than building roads, bridges, and highways to connect the country. Congress must not allow the Department of Transportation to push the absurd concept of racist roads to prevent Americans from getting much-needed improvements to their highways. The funding notices issued by DOT should focus on the law as written, not woke policies. And according to the DOT's own information, quote, projects that have not sufficiently considered equity and barriers to opportunity in their planning as determined by the department will be required to do so 
before receiving funds for construction. Projects that have not sufficiently considered climate change and environmental justice in their planning, as determined by the department, will be required to do so before receiving funds for construction. Mayor Pete, gay Mayor Pete Buttigieg, previously claimed, quote, there is racism physically built into some of our highways, and that's why the jobs plan has specifically committed to reconnect some of the communities that were divided by these dollars. In New Orleans, Louisiana, Interstate 10, meant to move traffic quickly through the city for people who don't want to stop in and drink a daiquiri or a hurricane or a Bloody Mary or buy a cheap-made t-shirt or buy some cannabis THC product at a shabby shop or get accosted, attacked, carjacked, hijacked, robbed, raped, murdered, stabbed, slashed, whatever, want to just simply bypass the city of New Orleans by traveling on an interstate, Mayor Pete Buttigieg says the interstate running through New Orleans is a racist road because during its construction, the city chose that location to eliminate a bunch of blighted, abandoned, despicable, disgusting, run-down properties. And that divided a black neighborhood, and therefore the road is racist. Such ridiculous drivel coming from this administration. Fox News' Hannah Panrek writes, Bidenomics has become a negative word amongst Democrats, according to the Washington Post. Leanne Caldwell, a Washington Post reporter, says on Sunday that Bidenomics has become a negative word within the Democratic Party as President Biden has struggled to get his economic message across to translate with voters. NBC host Kristen Welker on Meet the Press asked Caldwell about Biden's low marks on the economy. She said that she believes he needs to shift away from the word Bidenomics. Quote, Bidenomics has really become a negative word, especially among Democrats, because it's not working. They just take so much longer to realize the truth. All they needed to do at NBC was to listen to this, the Truth Hurts program, and they would have learned that Bidenomics was a dirty B word months ago. The publication Thrifty Guardian's A. Nicole writes, Biden's bold assertion on improved finances clashes with harsher economic realities and skeptical critics. We all have been saying this to you for weeks on the Truth Hurts program. Poor President Biden and his bad word, Bidenomics. According to Fox News, Representative Jason Smith, Republican of Missouri, claims that Biden is spending money on projects that benefit his friends and allies. I won't even go into this because we know that to be true. Jordan Andrews writes in the State of the Union publication, Democrat pollster humiliates Biden. Pollster Mark Penn discussed recent presidential polls indicating challenges for Biden, emphasizing that despite concerns about his age and approval ratings, there is likely to be a change in the Democratic nominee. He also stated that economic improvement is crucial for the upcoming election, acknowledging ongoing concerns within the Democratic Party camp. He says, though, there will probably not be a change in the nominee. In the NBC poll, 77% of Democrats still pick Joe Biden as the Democrat uh, nominee, claiming he's got the full party machinery. He wants to run again. He is running, so I don't believe there will be a plan B. Wow. Okay, keep it up. The next publication, Claire O'Hare writes, Fed up. Texas officially takes illegal immigration into their own hands. Texas Senate Bill No. 4 headed to Governor Greg Abbott's desk, and if it is signed into law, will allow the arrest and deportation of illegal migrants in Texas. 
The bill makes illegal entry a state misdemeanor punishable by up to two years and will apply to recent arrivals. Democrats accuse supporters of this bill of being racist. No, they're being Americans. Supporters of this bill want our sovereignty to remain intact. They want us to protect our nation from illegal, which means unlawful, which means criminal, which means wrong. Criminals trespassing into our country. Good for you, Greg Abbott. I hope you sign that bill and I hope you sign it with a gold pen. The publication Inquisitor. Here's how Gen Z influencers are complaining to Biden about the cost of living on TikTok ahead of elections. I'm not going to read them all. One of them says we're literally in a silent recession. Another one says silent recession, silent depression. Do you think millennials and Gen Z are right that we are already in a recession? I think we are. I've said it for the last year and a half. X Ferganator X writes, it seems like it's not being reported truly the silent recession, but there are mass layoffs happening in several industries right now, some of whom are supposedly not allowed to talk about it as payment compensation. Friends and family reporting it's happening with multiple companies. Yep, the young voters of whom the Democrat Party rely on are the ones being laid off. It's a shame. I think Biden's in for a rough rude awakening come 2024 election time. Speaking of rough, rude awakenings, the little fat guy, Chris Christie, he's promising to stay in the race through to the convention. So he's put an expiration date on his own candidacy. Former New Jersey Governor Rhino Chris Christie expressed his determination to stay in the race no matter the results of the New Hampshire primary upcoming. He appeared on State of the Union Sunday, where host Dana Bash pointed out that the opponent, Donald Trump, still holds a commanding lead in New Hampshire of over 40 points, according to a CNN poll. Dana Bash went on to suggest that Chris Christie join Nikki Haley on the same ticket, and together they would be polling much better, around 30 points. Christie retorted, the idea of people just doing math and adding up numbers, that's not the way voters vote. I would say to everybody out there, let the campaign move forward. Now, anyone who keeps pouring money into the Chris Christie campaign is throwing their money down the toilet, pulling the chain, and watching their money flush on out into the cesspool of history. But Chris Christie said, I expect to be in this race through to the convention. Wow. He then started talking about how small the Republican field is, and it doesn't include an incumbent. Well, technically it does. If you truly believe that Donald Trump won before, then everything would be solved. If Donald Trump had served this second term instead of Joe Biden serving his first, you wouldn't be worrying about Trump running right now, Republicans. DeSantis and Trump have increased their efforts against Nikki Haley, who seems to be gaining some ground but I don't trust Nikki Haley as far as I can throw her. I don't think she is a good Republican, certainly not a good conservative. She is a turncoat rhino Republican in name only. All right, moving on through the headlines here. We're going to get to the next one that says, Key Swing County sounding alarm bells on voting machines ahead of the 2024 election. Warner Hudson in the Western Journal writes, Troubles with electronic voting machines in a key county of an important swing state have many voters and election officials worried about the reliability of the upcoming 2024 elections. 
I've been warning you, they're going to try the same tricks and tactics and even employ more to make damn sure that Donald Trump doesn't run. Now, which key important swing state are we speaking about? Why, none other than Pennsylvania, the state that supposedly elected a stroke patient, John Fetterman, over Dr. Mehmet Oz. According to reports, voters in Northampton County are now experiencing at least two elections where voting machines glitched on them, and they are now calling for answers. According to credible sources, the voting machines reportedly glitched with fraudulent votes in the 2019 race for a judge in that county. And while that experience did not become a big deal for many, the problem cropped up yet again this year. Two glitches in just a couple of years, we have issues. County Executive Lamont McClure accurately stated, we're at the peak of mistrust of one another. But until that subsides, counties like ours need to be nearly perfect. And I think this system allows us to do that. I guess he was the one who got elected. Al Schmidt, Pennsylvania Secretary of State, is attempting to pivot on machine glitches claiming that the detractors are the problem, not the machines. You see, only when Democrats lose do they use the excuse of voting fraud and machine errors. When they win, they say, nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. Jordan Andrews writes the headline, The Democrats' Dramatic Reversal on Illegal Immigration. A recent poll has revealed that 75% of New York Democrats view Joe Biden's migrant crisis as a serious issue. And even Democratic Blafrican American Mayor Eric Adams has said the crisis could destroy New York City. And now he's begging wealthy individuals to help the city financially and begging the federal government for more money. Adams said, quote, let me tell you something, New Yorkers, Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an end into. I don't see an end into this. I do not see an end into this. The issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. This is a moment where it's all hands on deck moment. The way it goes, New York goes, America goes. But I'm going to need you more than ever to support many of these organizations like the Robin Hood Foundation, PAL, and others. A moment where our philanthropic interests must align with some of the gaps in services that we are seeing today. The city recently announced budget cuts with $1.45 billion spent in 2023 and nearly $11 billion expected to be spent in 2024 and 2025. Additionally, Adams has supported non-citizens voting in elections despite legal challenges to the law. Yes, if you let hundreds of thousands of illegals vote Democrat, maybe you'll get your way. But that's the game plan anyway in the Democrat Party. Former White House doctor says Biden cannot do the job. Dr. Cantacessa, Frank Cantacessa, joined the Fox Business Channel's Varney and Company to echo the sentiment of another physician, another guy who has tended to the medical needs of three presidents, Representative Ronnie Jackson. We could go into this in detail, but we've got so many headlines to talk about. On the John Johnson Newser publication, only one part of the poll should worry the Democrats. Yeah, I think the entire situation of polling should worry the Democrats. Daily Mail writes, cover-up claims as Arizona Border Patrol sector saw record crossings. The Arizona Border Patrol has sparked up cover-up claims after revealing it will stop sharing updates on the migrant crisis despite a demoralizing number of illegal crossings. 
Chief John Modlin of Tucson made the statement on Sunday after seeing a record 15,300 illegal crossings in one week in the Arizona border crossing alone. And his buddy, Alejandro Mayorkas, well, what can I say? He's going to defend that. This news makes people wonder if the agency, which has faced even worse challenges protecting the borders since the end of Title 42, has something to hide. This account posts valuable information and data. Regardless of the reason behind stopping the account, it's just a bad look for the Border Patrol. Essentially, the border crisis of Joe Biden in the Arizona sector is so bad that they're going to cut off all communication and transparency with the public. The press routinely uses data and photos from that account that is now being canceled because they want to cover up the failure of the Biden administration at the border. The Thrifty Guardian publication has an article entitled New York Gun Law, NRA Wins Compensation in a Supreme Court Ruling. Last summer, the Supreme Court said New York gun laws violate the United States Constitution, particularly the Second Amendment, and in many cases, the Fourth and First Amendments. Now a judge has ordered the state to pay the National Rifle Association, the NRA, compensation for damages that were brought. Under a statute in New York, anyone who wanted to carry a weapon had to prove that they had a good reason to request a permit. Personal or property protection was not deemed good enough. What really pissed off gun rights supporters was that New York officials got to decide if the stated reason for a concealed carry permit was, in their opinion, good enough. The NRA and many others thought the rules were arbitrary, so they decided to take the matter to court. And the case walked all the way up to the United States Supreme Court, who sided with gun enthusiasts and ordered the New York law unconstitutional. In response to the decision, left-leaning groups got to work to try and enter some countermeasures into the fray. The Concealed Carry Improvement Act was one of those mislabeled laws that fooled some people. It was voted into law right after the Supreme Court verdict, and it prohibits carrying guns in crowded or hot-button venues like churches, schools, and stadiums, and tightens requirements around safety and gun records. But with both sides digging their trenches and drawing clear lines in the sand, the legal wrangling wasn't done. The NRA threw their heft into the Bruin case back in 2022, and they piled up a hefty legal bill. And so they filed suit against New York, seeking to reclaim their legal fees. And in September of this year, a New York judge sided with the NRA and instituted a judgment against New York for nearly half a million dollars. It's a symbolic victory. Justice is definitely on the side of the NRA in this instance. But the half a million dollars barely scratches the surface on what the NRA claims to be owed, and they will likely go back to court to reclaim the rest of the money that they are owed from New York State putting unconstitutional laws on the books. Switching to the back burner, Camel Toe Harris has been blasted over the latest family photographs she took. Add this to the list of Democratic Party climate hypocrisy. Vice President Harris, standing next to the first fruit, uh, first, uh, first gentleman, Douglas Emhoff, standing in front of a gas stove in a very well-appointed kitchen is Camel Toe Harris, who said gas stoves need to be banned. What a hypocritical joke of a human being she is.
Joe Shaw writes, Time to heave Bidenomics into the dumpster. Only 14% of Americans think they're in a better financial position under Joe Biden. And I think it's actually less than that. Madeline Schultz writes in the Washington Examiner, Money talks and Disney doesn't like what it says. Talking about the major disasters of woke Disney. Yes, sometime in the far future, or maybe five years from now, people will be telling their children of tales of the good old days, the ancient times when the average father was happy to order a Bud Light at a bar, or parents lined up at a movie theater to watch a Disney movie, no matter what. I'm old enough and yet young enough to remember getting excited about the new Pixar releases, knowing the next film would be a guaranteed classic. And in the era from Toy Story to Up, I was correct. Then Disney bought Pixar in 2006, and since then, nearly half of Pixar's offerings have only been sequels or spinoffs. Disney is losing millions on their streaming services. Their box office showings over this Thanksgiving were miserable. The Marvels opened with the lowest box office number of any of the 33 movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The abysmal marks are an end of an era of the once dominance of the Disney-owned Marvel. Then there's the Disney movie Wish, which some parents feared would be as woke as other recent animated Disney films, earned less than $4 million. Disney movies look like another box office dud after box office dud. They claim Disney's $40 billion economic impact is crumbling. See, they have an imagination problem. Sequels, prequels, other derivative content, bland be-yourself narratives are dominating all of their products now. They have an image problem thanks to their recent foray into politics, daring to criticize a righteous Florida law that keeps second graders from being exposed to gender ideology and having transvestites read books to little children. Yet some people still go and still buy Mickey this and Minnie that. Disney's CEO Bob Iger, the once great CEO who was then the once not so great CEO who was then the unemployed ex-CEO, he's now the CEO again. He has made a recent promise to employees to quiet the company's activism and to instead, quote, listen to the audience, unquote. We face risks relating to misalignment with public and consumer tastes and preferences for entertainment, travel, and consumer products, he said. Really? He says, generally our revenues and profitability are adversely impacted when entertainment offering and products, as well as methods to make our offerings and products available to consumers, do not achieve sufficient consumer acceptance. Bottom line, go woke, Disney. Go broke, Disney. We talked about Texas arresting and deporting illegals. Another article just popped up about that. So let's move on to the next one. Biden's Abolish Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Abolish ICE Agenda, puts American lives at risk. And that statement is very, very true. Biden's $400 billion green energy scheme is 10 times worse than Obama's, according to an economist. Fox News's Kristen Altus says one of the Obama administration's most controversial decisions nearly parallels a recent billion-dollar loan made by President Biden's administration to the green energy agenda. Remember Solyndra? That was under Obama. They tried the same kind of scheme to subsidize all these wind and solar panel companies. Many of them went bankrupt under Obama. And now we are seeing it again. 
over and over. The failed solar panel maker Solyndra, which went bankrupt despite getting $341 million in your tax money as a tax break, compared to the renewable energy debacle, Biden's $400 billion designation to the U.S. Department of Energy's loan program just proves they're throwing good money after bad. According to the White House, this $400 billion is allocated out of the Inflation Reduction Act, which didn't reduce inflation at all, but it's still your money, folks. Scott McFarlane writes in the CBS News website, Federal judges warn of violence ahead of the 2024 presidential election. Judge Randolph Moss rocked in his chair as he looked out over a crowded courtroom last week. He then turned to face the young woman at the podium who was clutching a piece of paper with both hands. He told the woman that her letter to the court might have been one of the most impactful letters he'd ever seen. The letter sought leniency at the sentencing for her parents, who were January 6th defendants. The letter included a wave of warnings issued in courtrooms about dangers that may be lurking in the 2024 election cycle. In a review of CBS News of court proceedings in the January 6th so-called criminal cases, including the federal prosecution of Donald Trump, a growing series of alarms are being issued about the prospects of violence, conspiracy theories, and election denialism during the 2024 campaign cycle. I have a feeling when Joe Biden loses, there is going to be a wave of violence and claims of election interference and claims of voter fraud, and it will be when Donald Trump becomes president again. At least that's the hopes here at the Truth Hurts program as of this date. Wow, would you look at the time? We're getting close. Biden's primary challenger, Dean Phillips, removes the safety net and goes all in on defeating Joe. Well, I don't think he has a shot of getting into Joe Biden's primary, but it is what it is. The next headline, the entire Biden administration needs to be tried for war crimes. Recent polls show 70% disapproval for young voters over Biden's mishandling of two wars. The next headline, Biden losing support amongst black voters ahead of the 2024 election. Harris is a vital part of the formula as Biden faces more dismal polling results, the next headline reads. Western Kentucky University under fire for a scholarship program that excludes white students. That's blatant racism. The new COVID variant HV1 is now dominant. Here are its most common symptoms. Yeah, we all know. The next article reads, Happily, Joe Biden is finished. That's from the publication, The Cool Down. Jean-Pierre gives a terse response when questioned on a possible staff shakeup amidst the Biden polling crisis. She wants to keep her job, the quota hire job. Washington Post reporter says, sources fret public's lack of credit for Biden's successes. <laughs> successes? Which ones? Frosty the Joe Man, White House Christmas party freezes out reporters this year again. That's right. No transparency in the Biden administration. Celebration. Biden's agenda suffers another loss, reads this headline. The next headline says Biden administration is compromised by critical race theory and genderqueer ideology. I've been saying that for two years, three years. The world is on fire and Biden's spineless foreign policy isn't helping. New January 6th footage raises serious questions about the Capitol Police. I've been raising them since January 6th. Americans cannot afford four more years of Biden-Harris. Next headline, Sean Hannity says Biden is a pathetic excuse for a president. I say that too. 
Laura Ingram says, everything Biden has campaigned on was a lie. That's correct. Boycott looms for Kellogg's Fruit Loops for pushing a woke agenda on kids. We're definitely getting into that one on the next edition of the Truth Hurts program. United Nations set to call on Americans to reduce meat consumption. I got news for you. Got two hamburgers waiting for me for lunch. Biden administration under fire for illegal surveillance program. I believe that. Joe Biden's 2024 hopes in peril after abruptly pulling out of the COP28, risking a war in the Democrat Party. The next very important headline reads, Did that fundraising come from the Chinese? Skepticism intensifies as Biden raises millions. The next headline, Trains with masses of migrants from Mexico heading towards the southern border of the U.S. The next headline, Alexandria Horseface Cortez claims working class residents are fleeing New York City because it's too expensive. Duh. Biden's electric vehicle strategy is not the silver bullet to reduce emissions. Been saying that for three years. New border barriers, a wall, going up between San Diego and Tijuana to prevent mass crossings of illegals. Migrants are refusing to stay in Democrat-run cities and are demanding new accommodations, claiming that their accommodations remind them of prison. Well, wait a minute. Have you been in prison, migrants? That means you're criminals. You shouldn't be here. Biden shifts blame away from his administration after admitting that prices are still too high. These and many other stories we'll speak about on the next edition of the Truth Hurts program. Make it a great day. We'll see you next time. Jamming those jingle bells this holiday season like no one else. It's Steve C. and the Truth Hurts program. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved. This program is pre-recorded. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded.